At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Welcome to a Friday night on primetime action live from the South Point. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, fussing with the microphone, Kelly Bidlin. <laughs> We're South ready Point. to go. We're ready to go. South Point, you see. I mean, come on. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's the South Point. Floral Friday. A floral Friday for you. Yes. We, we Again, we always mess. We never on the same page with that, but nice job. We will be from here on out. Yeah. We That's all right. just, Flo- as a crew, need floral to purchase. Friday starting next But we week. just got to wait. We got to make some purchases. Right? We do. We yeah. each own one floral shirt. <laughs> which would, be, which would be annoying for all of you every Friday if we like, had the hey, same shirt. Hey, if you're not on. excited for the show tonight, Matt Brown walked in here, what, 90 seconds ago, Gil? Yes. And he said, we're going to make some money this week. Yes. Weekend. Actually, I don't know if he said we. He said, I'm going to make some money. <laughs> but I think it implies to we. It, it's, yeah. it's a we. Yeah, it's a we. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure we're. We're close to on the same, a lot of the same stuff. He yelled it a lot louder than I would want to yell into a microphone. But, yeah, he, he's pumped. He's ready to go. May you have my Wednesday tennis kind of weekend. That's all I have to say about that. May it be a windfall for Look, you. I was pumped because of the Ryder Cup as well. Well, let's let's talk about that first before we get to baseball. So, where should we do the baseball first? Let's do the baseball first. That's about to, to happen here. 705 Eastern, 405 Pacific, the Pirates and the Phillies, Sam Howard, Kyle Gibson, Right now, we are looking at Gibson as a minus 235 favorite, plus 190 if you want the Pirates and Howard. We've got the Rangers and the Orioles. You, you betting that? <laughs> anyway, it's, uh, it's, 110 on, it's 110 on both sides. Um, it, it's oh, the Rangers and the Orioles. game, too. Yeah. Uh, we got the Royals and the Tigers. Again, you, you betting that? Uh, it is, uh, it's basically a coin flip as well. 105 to 115 uh, Tigers to the Royals in that one. We got the Nats and the Reds. Uh, Espino and Gray, Sonny Gray and the Reds, a minus 170 favorite, plus 150 if you want the Nats as underdogs. Yankees and Red Sox, Garrett Cole, Nate Eovaldi. The Red Sox are even money, minus 120 on Garrett Cole. A Garrett Cole game, minus 120. Yeah, and this is a big Cy Young game for Garrett Cole tonight. Got the Marlins and the Rays. That is 710-410. Minus 260 on the Rays. Plus 210 on the Marlins. That's Cabrera on the hill for the Marlins. Robertson going for the Rays. We have the White Sox and Dylan Cease. Shane Bieber and the Indians. uh, Bieber, even money. Minus 120 on Cease and the White Sox. 805-505. Flaherty and the Cardinals. Davies and the Cubs. Flaherty, minus 190 favorite, plus 160 on the Cubs. Of course, the Cardinals already won the first half of that doubleheader earlier today, 8-5, to five, their 13th win 
in a row, 8-10 Eastern, 5-10 Pacific Giants and Rockies. Alex Wood on the road in Denver against Peter Lambert. The Giants minus 200 Lambert and the Rockies plus 170 home underdogs there. 8-10 Eastern, 5-10 Pacific Mets and the Brewers. Lauer and McGill. Lauer and the Brewers minus 140 favorites plus 120 on the Mets as underdogs. 8-10 Eastern, 5-10 Pacific. We have the Blue Jays and the Twins. Jose Barrios, Bailey Ober, Barrios and the Blue Jays, minus 160 favorites, plus 140 on Ober and the Twins as underdogs. And we have four more late pitches that we will get to a little bit later in the show. And and as you mentioned, the Cardinals with that 13th win in a row, five games clear now of everybody else in the race for the number two wildcard position, which isn't much of a race anymore in the National League. Cardinals going for 14 in a row tonight. Uh, seven games behind the Brewers. Maybe we should start talking about that if uh, if it continues over the weekend. Uh, then the Giants and Dodgers. The Giants coming to tonight one game ahead of the Dodgers for not only the best record in baseball, but of course the lead in the National League West. Nine games remaining for both of those two squads. Phillies, two back of the Braves in the NL East. Those are the two division races that are really in play, the NL East and the NL West. And that Yankees-Red Sox games don't have to tell Yankees fans this, but right now, as the wild card positioning stands in the American League, the Red Sox inhabit the number one position. They have a two-game lead over the Yankees. The Yankees, one game up on Toronto, two games up on the Mariners. Your Seattle Mariners, Matt Brown. I am my my new team. That as long as they don't beat the Astros, my new team. Yes, <laughs> yes, my new team. Even though they're in the same league, be really good. Don't be that. Just don't good. beat the Astros. Yes. Okay, the other thing that happened today, and tonight, by the way, if you're wondering, like, hey, when's the football going? Oh, it's football night, trust me. Chris Felica will join us from ESPN's College Game Day to talk college football with us first, and then it's pretty much game by game for us through the night. Uh, for all the week three National Football League games on Sunday and Monday, we will talk UFC with Jordan Sherwood as well. But about the Ryder Cup, uh, it started this morning. There were there was the, uh, the format in the morning, once again, was the Friday morning foursomes, which was really alternating shots. U.S. winning three of those four matches. Cantlay and Shoffley, 5-3 over McElroy Poulter. Kepka and Berger, 2-1 over Westwood, uh, Westwood and Fitzpatrick. D.J. Morikawa, 3-2. That's a three-stroke lead with two holes remaining over Casey and Hovland. The only one that the Americans lost in the morning, John Rahm and Sergio Garcia. They won 3-1 uh, and one over Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth after Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth had the audacity to make Sergio Garcia, the greatest Ryder Cup player of all time, put out a two-footer. Not very Cool. And then the Friday afternoon four ball with the Americans up three to one heading into it. Uh, this was, this is looking like an American afternoon as well. Harris English and Tony Finau have already beaten Rory McElroy and Shane Lowry four, uh, four and three. DJ and Xander beat Wiesberger and Casey two and one. And we just had a half, uh, halved, yeah. as they call it, halved. Uh, Scheffler and DeChambeau tying with Rahm and Hatton. Yeah, they, they went into that 18th hole one up and uh, allowed. Allowed Rahm and Hatton to uh, to win that whole yeah, half. So, so, so this afternoon session, two easy wins by the U.S. and then we've had two these two later matches have gotten a little interesting because you had DeChambeau and Scheffler up. Terrell Hatton, I believe, hit a bomb putt to tie that on 18. So halved it. We're sitting at five and a half versus uh, five and a half for the U.S. right now, one and a half for Europe. And then we have right now we are all tied on. 17, I believe. That is correct. With Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantlay versus Tommy Fleetwood, Victor Hovland. The story here is Fleetwood and Hovland were up for most of the match. They, they were up three. They were they were three up at one point. And yeah, at the turn, yeah. right around the turn too. So uh, Cantlay and Thomas have have uh, run these guys down a bit. So well, this is a. Uh, could be a big day for the U.S., but could have been bigger. Yeah, if that last. Be a prisoner of the moment, real quick. Yeah, please. More team events in golf. <laughs> I mean, I understand it's inherently a, a an individual sport, and like you're, you know, golf is is all about you know you versus the course and you versus the environment and you versus the surroundings and all that. But maybe not that they they have the tournament where there's just where there's pairings, you know, in, in, down in New Orleans. But yeah. I like like four people to a team. You'll get guys like with their buddies and stuff, and then you have like the different formats. I think you could make something out of this. I think you could make something out of this. They're, you know, they're playing the Labor Cup in tennis right now. Team mm-hmm. tennis also. Borg is one of the coaches and it's versus McEnroe. And I was watching that and I had the opposite effect. I was like, mm, yeah, I don't know, just, tennis, just give it, me I, a slam. Because I think tennis is a little bit different, yeah. right? Because like with tennis, it's still like you're watching tennis, but this is like a different format and everything. And that's all that. right. You know, it's yep. like it's because the game that's, shifts. That's the difference. Yeah. That is so the difference. To me, the fan side of me agrees with Matt. The betting side of me is like, now nah, stroke plays cool. Like I'm, I'm 
good with do, like betting what I know. I'm I'm good. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I, I I get it too, but this was just this was so awesome. Like you could see the teammates like yeah, like really getting into it with, for each other and like all that, and it, it just it was it, it was cool. It was cool. So five and a half to one and a half in favor of the Americans with this last match of the day still yet to be decided as JT takes a putt here on seventeen. The Americans need 14 and a half points Correct. by the end of the weekend to win. The European team needs 14 to retain. <sighs> JT misses that by about two centimeters to the left. So again, Americans 14 and a half to win, but since the Europeans are the defending champion, 14 for them to retain. So good start though by the Americans. We'll see how this final match plays out. Winner take all there on 18. Can we talk about this game tomorrow? I mean, uh, yesterday before we get into to this week? Let's. Uh, Detroit ends up beating, excuse me, pardon me, that was last week. Carolina ends up beating Houston 24 to 9. Not only do our teaser legs hit, not only does the survivor play on Carolina hit, but for those who had Carolina minus the points, which none of us here did, good for you. You got it done as well. Um, second half, very different from the first half, but Carolina overcomes not only a Christian McCaffrey injury, but J.C. Horn broke his foot on a non-contact play as well. Their first-round draft pick, the eighth pick in the draft, he'll be gone for a while. So they they overcome that. They also overcome, they overcome two Sam Darnold fumbles, fumble luck having the Panthers fall on those. That game could have been mighty different if that didn't happen. Man, I was re-watching that game last night when I got home, and, like, those those fumbles were everything. Like, like you called it while we were live yes. on there, that first one. Total fumble luck was on our side. Total fumble luck. And when people, when football betters process a game like that, they don't, so they were gushing over Sam Darnold last night. I'm like, can we stop with the gushing a little? It was a good game. Mm -hmm. But if he loses those fumbles, we're not talking about that. Completely different story. Yeah. I mean, you could easily make the argument that the Texans had a chance to go into into the half with a lead. You know, if that one fumble goes the other way, they're in a scoring position right away. But really isn't the takeaway, Matt, that the Texans are just so awful. Yeah, I mean... Definite fumble luck as well, but I mean the Panthers tried very hard to allow the Texans to stay in the game, and there was just no talent there to to take it. I mean, the Panthers lined up offsides defensively four different over times and yeah. over. They lined and over. up offsides yeah. four different times in the game. We got, I mean, we got in the car after primetime, and I think it was the fourth one, and the announcers were losing. I it. mean, it's just insanity. So, like, the Panthers are trying to, like, keep them in the game, and they still just don't have enough firepower to to do anything with that. Like, you know, listen, we have to power rank teams as to how we how they are at this very moment. Next week when I power rank teams, the Texans will be back down at the bottom again because I honestly believe they would be underdogs to any team in the NFL with Davis Mills at quarterback, even though he didn't look – he wasn't horrible – he just was is not good. I mean, he's just not good. There's a reason why he was a third round pick. I mean, you know, it, there's it could a reason why he went in the third round. He was he was just fine for a rookie quarterback right. on short rest making his first yeah. start. I'm gonna steal Matt's line. There's a reason why there's more astronauts than there are NFL quarterbacks. Yeah, they're seriously. It's just like he's <laughs> fine, but he's just he's not gonna win games for this team, you know. And so, it's uh, we're, I, we're leaving out one thing that I think was key also last night. David Cully punting at the yeah. Carolina 39, down seven to six in the third quarter. Like I felt like the entire shift in that game happened right there. I was and the Carolina scored a touchdown subsequent to that, and then it was just like we were chilling the whole way through after that. Yeah, I I was never sweating that game after once we got into the second half again. Yeah. At least again, at least we were right in the long term here. The first half, not so much. We'll come back. Chris Felica, college football is best bets next. Beeson's primetime action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Friday night at the South Point. Boy, oh boy, Las Vegas filled with people on every weekend. It just seems like it is crowded as could be. Dolphins fans in town for the Raiders this weekend. Uh, should be fun. But also college football. We don't want to leave out college football on a Friday night. So we bring in a gentleman who has many a job, tree jobs over there at ESPN. He's got uh, the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast gig. He's not the Stanford, uh, Stanford Steve part of it. And then, of course, he's part of the Daily Wager crew on ESPN2, ESPN's betting show daily, Monday through Friday. And, of course, ESPN's College Game Day, which is his bread and butter on Saturdays. He comes to us from Chicago, where our Soldier Field tomorrow. There will be a game between Notre Dame and Wisconsin. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Felica, the Bear himself, on camera Look how clean his skin looks. Look at that. How you doing, Chris? Hardly. I, I, well, college football on a, in, in Las Vegas on a Friday night sounds like the Pac-12 championship game. Yes. Coming up there in December. You'll be here for that, need yes. Oregon, need, need, need Oregon to keep winning. Like, I, I think there's a good chance that uh, Chris Fowler, Kirk Kerbstreet, Tolly Roy, and myself might uh, might oh. be in town for that. So it's Oregon or bust is just what saying. you're saying. <laughs> no, not Oregon. I'm just saying Oregon or bust. But it, it, if the game, like it did a couple of years ago, had a, a significant college football player ramifications like that Utah Oregon game did. Uh, we we came out there and did that game at, at Levi's and flew across country. Did college college game day in Atlanta the following morning, and we wound up wound up going up to Indianapolis for the Ohio State Wisconsin Big Ten championship game after a little pit stop uh, in Atlanta, like I said, for the SEC title game. Then on to Bristol for the. Uh, selection show on Sunday. So it was, a, it was an awesome weekend and I'm hoping we can do it again. What a life you have. What a brilliant life. <laughs> um, all right. Well, tell us about the game where you are, you, where you're coming from right now tomorrow. Uh, Cause we want to, well, you know, we'll get to tonight's game, but since you're at, you know, in Chicago for the game between Wisconsin and Notre Dame, any thoughts about this from a betting perspective or would you stay away? Yeah, I, I, I think that the, this game, it seems to be, more along the lines of an under type of game. I don't feel great about laying the six and a half with Wisconsin. I don't feel great about taking the six and a half uh, with Notre Dame. I would take the six and a half with Notre Dame if I had to. I, I just think the way the game sets up, you've got an offensive line that hasn't played very well for the Irish. Uh, you've got Kyron Williams not really able to run. But on the flip side, you've got Wisconsin defensive coordinator, Jimmy Leonard, who is familiar with Jack Cohen, give him an extra week to game plan for him and put in a defensive scheme. That, I think, is going to limit what Notre Dame's going to be able to do. And on the other side, you've got a Wisconsin offense, which has been uh, one of the worst red zone offenses in the country. Uh, I think this is like a 24-point wins uh, the game. So I, I would still lean under, even though the, the best of the, the total numbers are long gone. Chris, how do you play these absolutely massive spreads in college football? We have a couple of them with uh, some top 10 teams this week. Alabama, a 45-point favorite in a 58-total game <laughs> against, <laughs> against Southern Miss. And then you got Ohio State, you know, 48-and-a-half, 49-point favorite over Akron. Do you do you ever look at these games to play? And if so, do you do you try to play the dog? Or do you, do you think that these teams are just that much better that th these spreads are kind of accurate? No, I have a tendency to play the dog in games like this, especially when you're getting up uh, in like the 49 range. Like if you go back, uh, I think it's since 1993, 
Like the, uh, the these big uh, underdogs of 49 points or more have covered these games, and I think maybe you get some look ahead spots as well. Uh, I'm probably not. I'm probably going to stay away from both of these games. However, uh, but but like a couple of the other bigger spreads that are out there, uh, like Oklahoma minus 17 uh, against West Virginia, uh, like Michigan minus 20 and a half against Rutgers. Those favorites do interest me uh, because I think there is. I think there's probably a little bit of public sentiment on both underdogs i think ultimately oregon's i mean uh, oklahoma's offense is going to click and and one, this could be one of those games and with west virginia outside of the one run by letty brown last week they really didn't have much of a running game and if they have to rely on seth daggy to win this game uh that's going to be a problem and and then the michigan rutgers game I, I think rutgers obviously is a great story but michigan might be good this year uh they made some changes on the coaching staff but Jim Harbaugh is dedicated to the run. I think uh, if you look at their offensive percentages, the only teams that have run the ball, or I should say thrown the ball less uh, than, than the, uh, the the option teams is Michigan. So like they're running. I, I think Harbaugh has a little bit of a swagger back this year. Um, I, I could see this game getting out of hand uh, at the big house on, tomorrow, on Saturday. Chris, and now in my attempt to be the most annoying human being on earth, I just want to report that Juan Soto has reached base for the 11th consecutive plate appearance. He has just walked. Uh, the uh, Thank you for that. The major league record, hallowed that it is, is 17 in a row. We are getting in that territory. Just want to point that out. Breaking news. Uh, there are football games tonight. One of the one of those big spreads what Matt was just referring to actually takes place tonight. Fresno State, 30-point uh, favorite over UNLV. But Syracuse Liberty, now that's something. That starts at the top of the hour at Syracuse. The Orange are six and a half or seven point home dogs, depending on where you are betting. Seven. Right yeah, I see some sevens out Ooh. there. What do you like here? I, I like Syracuse. Uh, if you can get seven, uh, that's that's even better. And I'll probably take, uh, the, or I shouldn't say probably, I did take some Syracuse uh, on the money line as well. Uh, I don't think this is a Liberty offense that has been di- as dynamic and complete as the in previous couple of years. I think it's more of a Malik Willis one-man show. And again, Syracuse, you have to tread a little lightly. You're, you're basically you're guessing uh, your best case scenario based on what you've seen. It's been Ohio, it's been Albany, it's been Rutgers. Uh, but Syracuse is a top 25 defense in terms of in terms of just, uh, defensive expected points added. Uh, they might be pretty good on defense. Uh, their offensive line is dramatically reduced uh, the sack rate it's allowed. So uh, I, I think Dino Babers and his staff might have figured some things out, and, and I think is a, a touchdown home dog, and I think they're very, very live. Hmm. Chris, there is another uh, ranked versus ranked game this week in A&M and Arkansas going down at AT&T Stadium there in Arlington, sitting about five, five and a half-ish in favor of A&M against Arkansas. What do you think about this one? This was a game at the start of the week I really wasn't sure I wanted to be involved in. But in doing some some reading and some research and looking at some numbers, uh, I've landed on A&M here. Uh, I got it at five. Uh, I think the best unit on the field is the Texas A&M defense. Uh, I don't think that uh, the Arkansas offense, despite Sam Pittman being a, an offensive line guy, uh, they dominated Texas and ran the ball up and down the field. They're not going to be able to do that against Leal and the, and this A&M front. Um, I also think that you can rely on, on Isaiah Spiller running the ball. I think Jimbo did a good job last week of getting Calzada more acclimated with the offense, uh, working him in more and more, give, making, putting him in a position to be successful. I know these games at Arlington in the past have been close, but I just don't know how much success uh, the Arkansas offense is going to have moving the ball on A&M. So I landed on A&M minus five here. You think, Chris, that the Nebraska-Michigan State line is the most peculiar of the weekend? I do. Uh, this is the, the game that more people have asked me about than any other game this week. Uh, why is Michigan State only four-and-a-half or five-point favorite over Nebraska? They should kill Nebraska. Nebraska stinks, but Michigan State's 3-0. and but, but you guys know, like, the oddsmakers don't care about the AP poll. They don't care that one team's 3-0 and and the other team is 2-2 two and two or whatever uh, Nebraska even is. Uh, they see that the game last week against Miami, Miami uh, had two turnovers deep inside its own territory in a field goal game in the fourth quarter. They realized that Northwestern might just flat out stink 
and that was Michigan State's first win of the year. They also beat an FCS team. Now, look, last year they weren't winning these games, and you got to give Mel Tucker and his staff and, and, and the players credit for doing that. But at the same time, I also think you need to give Nebraska a little bit of a credit for, for, for kind of digging out of the hole that they created with that abomination of a loss uh, in Champaign to start the year. Uh, they've been better in recent weeks. They played Oklahoma really well last week. Uh, I give Nebraska a great chance to win this game outright. Chris, we've only got about 90 seconds left, but I'm going to ask you a personal question here. LSU on the road at Mississippi State, now down to t- only two-and-a-half-point favorites here. This thing is three-and-a-half about a day-and-a-half ago. Um, what do you think here with LSU, listen, looking good against bad opponents here the last couple of weeks? I think people might be kind of reading into that that a little bit too much. I think they are. You hit the nail on the head there. I don't care what they've done against McNeese State in Central Michigan. I, I think the public still has this uh, like glow in their eyes about what Joe Burrow and Joe Brady and that national championship team was a couple of years ago. Since then, when they're favored against a Power 5 team, they're just 3-3. Three and three. So they're, they're an average team right now. Uh, Derek Stingley, I don't think, is going to play. Mississippi State, the fashion that they lost that game last week, getting screwed over by the officials. They outgained Memphis by a couple hundred yards, allowed a couple of offensive touchdowns. Rodgers, I think, is really getting into the scheme of things with Leach's offense, getting rid of the ball quick. I think they have a really good chance to put up a number on the LSU defense again and win this game outright. All right, Chris Felica, the Bear from ESPN's College Game Day, uh, Daily Wager, and of course, the Stanford Stephen the Bear podcast. Thank you, Chris. Enjoy the game tomorrow. Everybody have a great night over there. Take care. You too. Chris Felica from a hotel room near you, week after week. Kind enough to join us. And and you know what? Hotel internet. Good on hotel internet for yeah. getting a little bit better yeah. over the course of the last few years because, uh, you know, we, we're getting pretty good pictures. You know him. what he uses on a numbers game every uh, Friday morning? A Campbell's soup can. That doesn't work as well. <laughs> Doesn't. Just a little personal complaint that I filed with him. <laughs> uh, Yankees, three. Red Sox, nothing. Yankees all over. Nathan Eovaldi in the first. Yankees fans, good start. We'll come back. Week three, game by game, National Football League. It's VEASAN's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your Visa free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin on a Friday night from the South Point. Uh, we get tweets, and you could tweet any of us, beating the book for me. Matt Brown M2 for Matt. Kelly Vieson. Are you still going with Kelly Vieson? Is that the, was that yep, the word? I'm still at Kelly Vieson. I promise you I will make sure it's a breaking news segment when I change it. Okay. I, I just don't even understand it's the, the hesitancy. concerning Matt Brown a lot. I just don't okay. understand the hesitancy. Uh, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You don't understand the struggle that someone with a basic name like me goes through. And then you get your own name as a Twitter, and you don't change it. Honestly, it tilts me. It tilts me to yeah. no end. I'm going to be honest. And when I get my hands on that Jillian Alexander, <laughs> I will have a word yeah. with her. I mean, seriously. But you, you have it, and you choose not to use it. I know. It. You disappoint me. Uh, you disappoint me, Kelly. Uh, Just saying. You're sorry, disappointed. Guys. Fadi Bahura. Maybe some Soto talk, hopefully, tonight? Sure. I'd, I'd love to, Fadi. Thanks for asking. We'll do that. Trevor Warwick. Um... He says he's starting his night off with a hot under first inning in the New York-Boston game, and then he quips, bad beat. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I don't think that went very well. I'm seeing 3 nothing Yankees yeah, right now. that's correct. Peter Watry, uh, watching Middle, Middle Tennessee State in Charlotte tonight. How does it happen that both teams all are wearing, or both teams are wearing their light colors for a TV game? In my opinion, way too close for, for QBs and TV. Get off my lawn, he says. Oh, man, I'll have to, I'll have to get that on the screen. And then there's a graphic that was uh, sent in, and I really appreciate this. This is from Doug Wedge, courtesy of Starting Nine. Uh, the highest OBP in a single month since 1901, minimum 75 plate appearances. I'll just, I'll just spoiler alert. Months one, two, three, four, five, and six are Barry Lamar Bonds. Seventh is Babe, George Herman Babe Ruth. And eighth is Juan Soto, September. Okay, I don't know who made that, that, who had that tweet about Middle Tennessee and Charlotte, but they are absolutely correct. I'm looking at Charlotte in cream-colored uniforms mm-hmm. with their green helmets and Middle Tennessee in white and silver. You can barely tell what, which team is which. 
tougher quarterbacks for sure. That's guys flashing across, yeah, for sure. Shall we do some football, boys? Let's start. Do it. Sunday, Washington at the Bills. Uh, Bills seven point favorites. A lot of buzz here on the on you know that I've heard anecdotally on my show in the morning, and we had Drew Dinsick on at night. Uh, the big favorite, most likely, perhaps to lose outright, or the the teaser leg, most likely to get you, is on the Bills. How do you see this, Matt? Totals forty five and a half. Yeah, so we're sitting here, clean injury report for Washington. Cornerback uh, Levi Wallace for the Bills is questionable, but that's about it. So both of these teams coming in pretty good here. Um, one of the big surprises, I think, so far of the short season has just been the Bills' offense. And, again, if you go back and the box score doesn't tell the whole story from that game last week, they were really pretty inefficient. They got they were fortunate enough to play some short fields and things like that, and that really was, was what got them to that, you know, what looked like, again, box score-wise, a, a complete clubbing of the Miami Dolphins, but it really wasn't the case. Um, they're the third-worst early-down success rate team in the NFL through the first couple of weeks of the season. That's worse than Houston, actually. They were until last night. But uh, only Pittsburgh and Jacksonville worse on early down success rate than this Bills team. And so through two weeks, Bills are averaging 4.8 yards per play, which is 30th in the league after averaging 7.4 yards per passing play in 2020, which was third. Josh Allen has been pressured on 40.2% of his dropbacks. That's the seventh highest rate in the NFL so far, and when he's been pressured, he's been bad. And now, again, small sample size, so it's not like we're saying that he's completely regressed here or anything like that, but he's 11 of 31. That's a 35% completion percentage for 128 yards. You know, So he has not been handling the blitz early in the season pretty good. And what he's going to get is a Washington football team that blitzes a ton. They blitz about 37% of the time, third highest rate in the league through two weeks. They've pressured the quarterback at the sixth highest rate through the first couple of weeks of the season. And the biggest thing, I think, if you're a Bills fan that you're a little bit concerned about as well, and yes, it's a high-variance thing, these downfield throws, but he had gotten really good at those last year. And through the first couple of weeks, he's 4 of 17 on throws 15 or more yards down the field. That's the lowest rate in the league through two weeks. And he was at 49% again last year. So we're not saying that this is end-all, be-all, definite regression. Oh, my God, he's reverted back to 2019, Josh Allen. It's just something we need to keep an eye on here for sure mm-hmm. because it's it is the groundwork at le- has at least been laid for like, oh, okay, maybe he did just have an outlier-type season last year, and we're seeing some of this stuff come back around here. The only problem, really, when we look at this is that Washington's defense that we thought was going to be that's, so amazing right. has not been good. They've allowed opponents to, opponents to score on 61% of possessions, which, by the way, is the highest rate in the league. Like, when it's supposed to be one of the best defenses out there, and 61% of the time the bo- opponents are scoring on drives against them. They were at 33% last year, Gil. So, literally, opponents are scoring basically twice as many times on them through the first two weeks of the season. And, again, one of those teams was the Giants that they played. So, mm. uh, keep that in mind as well. Um, look, I don't hate the teaser leg. If you wanted to play the teaser leg in this thing, I don't think it's the worst scenario to play it. I think the bills probably win more times than not here. Um, especially since you're only getting it down to a point. That being said, this is not part of, I have, and you'll see my bets later in the show. I got a lot of teasers going on this week, like <laughs> a ton. And the bills are not in the rotation on any of them. Yeah, no, I hear you. But I, but I also don't buy into everybody say, oh, I don't know, Washington is a lot. Like I don't see that either. Yeah, I, I really don't. Well, because at the end of the day, if it's if it's if it is if it is inefficient, Josh Allen versus bad, uh, what maybe you know uh, maybe a Washington defense that's just actually not good. Even though we're sitting here trying to say that it's going to be really really good, I'll still take inefficient Josh Allen in the Bills offense yeah. over over that, especially if all we need is a point. If you're if you're playing them in a teaser, good call. Yeah, uh, let's move on to the Bears and the Browns. Browns a seven point home favorite. Uh, early game, one p.m. Eastern, ten a.m. Pacific. In Cleveland, and OD, uh, o, what is it, OBJ, as we call him, Odell Beckham yes. Jr., he will be available. We're showing a seven and a half now on the Browns, total 45. Yeah, this is one of those that is in the rotation, getting the Browns down uh, down into that teaser range here. And I feel really confident, and I know a lot of people are saying, oh, Justin Fields could really come in and, and mess things up. And, you know, we, we've been high on him. We thought that, you know, we were saying we want to take a piece of him 
in the rookie of the year market had he, you know, gone another week or something like that. And and I think actually probably take a piece of him after this week if he has if he really struggles against this Browns team. But, you know, look, it's still the Browns. They're gonna be able to run the ball down the Bears' throat in this. And, and look, thirty nine year old Jason Peters has held up pretty well so far. And they had to go pick him up off the street, obviously the Bears did. But now he's going to go up against Miles Garrett. And like, so 39 year old Jason Peters versus Miles Garrett. And now we're getting into situations where things could get pretty interesting here. I played the under in this game as well, as opposed to the teaser leg. And one of the things here is there's a little bit of, a little bit of uh, metrics to back that up. And then also a little bit of what I think just kind of is a gut call here, which is the Bears have operated 11th slowest situation neutral pace throughout the first couple of weeks of the season as it is anyway right now. Then the, they've averaged like the fourth fewest combined plays between their two opponents. And then the Browns are the third fewest combined plays between opponents through the first two weeks of the season. Cleveland, this is no nothing new. This is just the way that they operate. They are already leading the league in in situation neutral pace as far as um, as far as running slow offense. And, and listen, that's just the way that they do. That's what they did it all last year. They're going to do it all again this year. Thirty first in situation neutral pace overall for this team. And I think if, and that's that's the numbers part of it, and then the, the gut feeling part of this is Matt Nagy seems like the guy who, listen, he didn't start, he knew Justin Fields was the better quarterback. He didn't want to do that because he wanted to be conservative and didn't yeah. want to. So I just, I have this feeling that he is not going to put him in a bunch of situations to go on the road at Cleveland and fail in his first start here. I just don't think that that's what he has in plan in store for this. And so I do believe that he's going to be a little bit more conservative and, and try and keep, you know, the play calls fairly simple, run the ball a little bit more than maybe they should. And, and, and try to like, keep, you know, this, like we said, make week four the official coming out party there for fields. And so for me, I took the under 46 and, you know, there's actually, we know in Cleveland, there's actually some rumors. It could be kind of that like 13 to 15 miles an hour, mile an hour winds oh, going boy. on there. Ooh, Here we go. And so, you know, we saw three different games in Cleveland last year, really, really affected by weather, two of which were really affected by wind. And so we know that stadium does not block out the wind very well. So, uh, again, another reason why I kind of like the under in that one. We were flashing up uh, each of our best bets for the weekend. Kelly, I didn't mean to motorboat over your Bills teaser leg that you have. Oh, with, all good. With the Cardinals, was it? Yeah, I think that's I think that's what I have with yeah. the Cardinals. Yeah, all of them are tied into Cardinals or Panthers. So yeah, there you go. It's with the Cardinals, and I have the Bills in that big one where I have all the teaser legs mm-hmm. together for plus three fifty. Matt's best bets of the week. Look, you may need to, you may need a magnify glass. <laughs> there are so many of them. I mean, basically, I can just tell you the teams and just say it's all teaser. Yeah. It's just all teaser mashups. I think she, I think she, I think he even uh, gave Michelle trouble with the graphics. Wow, to fit them all look on there, at right? that. Ooh, look, he's calling his shot maybe for some of the contest entry uh, picks later. We got to do that later. Primetime action contest entry in Circa Millions. We will have to talk through that as well, our five picks of the week that we'll end up. Uh, they have the last one, Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantley against Tommy Fleetwood, Victor Hovland. So 6-2 U.S. after day one at the Ryder Cup. More football next week three in the National Football League. Primetime action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Thank you, Brent Musburger. It is primetime action on a Friday night. Matt, I know how much you love betting splits, so I'm going to tell you about them once again. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. It's a new feature that gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits, yet another of the arsenal that is VEASAN in trying to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. You know what we don't need splits for is what my completion percentage is in the first hour, the second hour, and the third hour of this show to Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. I am on fire. I'm basically Tom Brady here with throwing these water bottles to Kelly. I, I did almost simultaneously catch one and cue you at the same time, oh. so it, it was pretty impressive. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, are... I'm just saying, I, I don't need splits for that. I know what they are. It's 100% across the board. You guys are like children while I'm reading the promos. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if people only knew. It was way worse when Danielle was here, and you know that. Oh, yes. <laughs> way worse. Way worse. Oh, I miss Daniel. Danielle. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, let's continue. Early Sunday games. How about the Ravens and the Lions? Yet another large spread. Ravens, eight-point road favorites. Totals at 50. Why does this one worry me? You will notice for me... Baltimore's in none of my teasers. Down to seven and a half, and this is now the wackiest game on the board by far. So, uh, came across this afternoon here for the Ravens. Uh, Left tackle Ronnie Staley is out. Defensive end Derek Wolf is out. Those are both starters. The Ravens place Brandon Williams, uh, Justin Houston, and Jalen Ferguson all on the COVID list. If you're wondering, Brandon Williams is a starter. Justin Houston is a starter. Both of them on the COVID list. Lamar Jackson, Hollywood Brown, Pernell McPhee, Jimmy Smith, Tavon Young, and Deshaun Elliott are all listed as questionable. Deshaun Elliott, a starter at the safety position. He has concussion, so he has to clear the concussion protocol between now and then. Jimmy Smith is an ankle. Tavon Young is a knee. Uh, Pernell McPhee is a shoulder. Marquise Brown is that ankle. And then uh, Lamar Jackson has a non-COVID illness. So four starters definitely out because you have Ronnie Staley at left tackle already out for the Ravens. You have Derek Wolf already out. Then you get today ruled out because of COVID Brandon Williams, who is a starter and Justin Houston, who is a starter. So there's four starters already out. And then maybe all of these guys end up going for them that are listed as questionable, but regard at, at the very least you have four starters out, three of which are on the defensive side of the ball on the Lions side of things. Deandre Swift, Michael Brockers, and Trey Flowers all listed as questionable for this game. So let me tell you, man, I we will see. It's a little bit of a spoiler a little bit later, but um, I think the Lions might be live to keep this inside the number I do. here. I, um, I felt that even before this. Injury yeah, before. like I think they might be live. I mean, you, you, you go down all of these players and you start to look here. Some of these, there's a couple more backups that were placed on the COVID list as well. So they weren't even starters, but there's a couple more backups that aren't going to be able to play because they're on the COVID list. And so now you start to look at this and it's like, okay, you lose that first layer. You lose some of the second layer, the rotation guys that are coming in. Lamar Jackson to miss time this week because of an illness. You're getting these guys that aren't practicing and Jimmy Smith and Tavon Young and, and Sean Elliott because of their different illnesses and, and, and injuries and things and whatnot. And then you get this Lions team that just is just has enough spunk, Gil. I'm telling you, they do. To keep it with, you know, look, we're talking about a pretty big number here. And you have this Ravens team, and I don't necessarily believe in this whole, 
you know, coming off of a huge win, letdown game type situation, all that stuff. Because, I mean, you know, look, I, I'm sure the Ravens went in that game thinking they were going to win anyway. But, um, you know, it was a big emotional win for them to come back over here and then now lose these players to the COVID list, lose a couple of starters because of injury. You got all these different guys that are questionable, may or may not go when Sunday rolls back around. Um, I uh, I ended up playing I ended up playing the Lions. I, I'm certainly going to play them in the contest, and I, I you're I, talking me into it. And and I ended up playing the Lions at just a big number. I, I listen. It's a sometimes you got to hold your nose and just play these these huge numbers in the NFL because it's still professional football players that are out there playing. It's not like the Texans who is who are not professional football players out there playing. It is these are actual <laughs> professional football players that are out there playing. Um, so for me, yeah, that's, that's the way I'm going to, I'm going to go about this. And I know this Ravens injury report bit us last week. And that's what I was going to, that, that was the disclaimer I was going to make last week. So this time last week, we were going through all the injury reports and there was multiple teams that got the worst of it. And we pretty much to a game faded all the teams with bad injury reports and pretty much to a game. It didn't matter. All the teams with the bad injury reports covered or won outright or both. That's probably an aberration these injury reports matter and so let's just confine that to week two that it went a different direction week two i think more or less that's going to be key on a week-to-week basis and about the lines that offensive line looks pretty darn good and panay sewell looks like a great draft pick uh for the lines that's a lot of points and we're assuming it's lamar jackson he they said he's ready to go but uh yeah, who, I mean, yeah, still who knows? I mean, yeah. I guess, but yeah, he did. He did go today. I mean, I think it's. I mean, this Ravens defense has been gashed so far by the by the Chiefs and the Raiders. I mean, it's it's pretty incredible. So I I'm with you, man. I think this Lions team has probably impressed the four of us as much as maybe almost any team out there these first two weeks, just because we thought they were going to be such a bottom feeding team, and at least they've they've showed a little bit of fight in every one of these mm-hmm. games. So I. I'm with you. Like that's a lot of points at home. I, I mean, I got nothing on it right now, but it's a lot of points to catch at home. It was also peculiar when we were doing, you know, team that was going to last the longest as a winless team. Team, you know, there were a couple of those markets where the Lions were the short shot. I never got. I never yeah. understood that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never understood that. All right, so Lions getting eight or getting seven and a half now at home against the Ravens. Also early on Sunday, the Colts at the Titans. And we still don't know who's playing quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. This really could be a game-time decision. Will it be Carson Wentz? Will it be Brett Huntley? Will it be Jacob Eason? Titans favored by five and a half. That's a no-man's land kind of spread at home, total 48. Will it be all three? I wish there would be <laughs> a prop. Right. I wish there was a prop with, with that. I, the only thing we do know for sure, uh, right tackle Braden Smith is out again for the Colts, so they'll be that without their right tackle. On the Titans' side, uh, corner Caleb Farley is out tight end Anthony Ferkser is out for them. And then linebacker Bud Dupree is questionable for the Titans. Gil, you have asked um, on your podcast for years, who, what, what game is the game that you want absolutely no part of? And you don't want anything to bet. This, this is the game for me, right? I mean, so I don't know who's playing quarterback for the Colts. I don't know if it really matters all that much because what, what is the, what's the difference between Jacob Eason or a, or a Carson Wentz with two, bum ankles what's the difference between a Brett Hundley and Carson Wentz with two bum ankles or, or you know any combination of any of these quarterbacks you're like I don't really know and so I think this number is probably about right given any of the situations right like given mm-hmm. any of, of the deals because like again what, what we were talking about a little bit earlier about this Colts team is one of the things that's been their saving grace so far has actually been the mobility of Carson Wentz like the one thing that has been really good for this team is this offensive line has given up a, a decent amount of pressure. Again, they're without us. They're starting right tackle yet again. But Carson Wentz has been pretty elusive, and he's been able to 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 buy some time. And as you mentioned, yeah, sometimes he use that, uses that time to do some stupid things. But in other times, he, <laughs> he buys that time, yes. avoids sacks, at least is able to either throw the ball away or, or find guys down the field and, and has been able to extend plays and stuff. And so, you know, I can only imagine him having two sprained ankles if he does go is is – not going to allow that to happen very often. I could be mistaken. I don't know how bad these ankles are. I'm just going to assume he's not going to be the same guy. So that's certainly a downgrade for them. But then you look on the Titan side of things, and they just really haven't done anything well, anything efficiently throughout the course of the first couple of games. I mean, Derrick Henry just put the team on his back last week and, and just willed them to win that game. Not I mean, the that first was time that is, and it's not the first time that's yeah. that, that that's happened, but it wasn't anything that the Titans did 
you know, fundamentally great to come back and win that game against Seattle. It was Derrick Henry just like, you can't tackle me because I'm just that physically superior of an athlete to you. And that's basically what happened in that game. And he has a career game, you know, for him. And so could that happen again? Probably it could. I guess if I was going to play a side, it would have to be, again, hold my nose and play the Titans, I guess. But, like, I don't I don't want to be involved in that. I actually ended up playing it last night. We okay. talked a little bit about last night, and it was it was racing to six everywhere here in town. I found one five and a half. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm not betting this big, but I'm betting this side. Yeah. The only, only pure side I've bet so far. It's down to five and a half now about everywhere after Wentz did practice uh, today. But, yeah, I, I like it, Matt. It's kind of, it's kind of a, a prove it to me that you, you mm-hmm. kind of even belong right now. Uh, with the uh, with the Titans on the field, so five and a half. I did I did lay that. Let's flash up those BetMGM numbers. This is uh, just for your own edification. Most bet games by ticket count at BetMGM: the Bucks and the Rams, which we'll get to; the Ravens and Lions; the aforementioned Ravens, Lions, Chargers, Chiefs, which we'll get to. Highest ticket percentage. That's just the number of tickets. Buccaneers have gotten the most individual bets: Ravens in second, Chiefs in third, and the highest handle, meaning the amount of money bet on teams. The Raiders have gotten the most money. The Titans, number two. Interesting. And the Cardinals, number three. That's I would not have expected that. Neither neither I. We are legal in Tennessee, but still. And, and MGM has a shop yeah. in Tennessee, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, that's the thing we noticed last year. As soon as Tennessee went legal, they are the most yes. overish they love state the Titans. in the world. Yes. I forgot about that. Yeah, we're going to have Every to get those. Week. State yeah. by state, I'll have to get yeah. those again. They love them some Titans. Put the money behind it as well. We'll continue with week one in the NFL and baseball. We'll update all the scores next season's primetime action. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com.com slash compatibility.